What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Late Night Drive. My name is Ellie Schmidt. I am your host. I'm your driver. I'm happy that you're here. I hope you had a great week, uh, but if you didn't, then you're in the right place because let's uh, let's talk about it. Let's feel better. I will be honest. I feel like everyone I know is kind of going through it right now. Like, I feel like we're all kind of going through it. Um, every DM that I got this week was very much like, um, so everything sucks and everything's falling apart and I don't know what to do. And I'm like, oh, relatable. I, (laughs) I feel you whenever things are going wrong in my life and like for no reason, I'm obsessed with blaming the moon. Like (laughs) I'm sure there's no like astrological reason, um, as to why I'm just like suffering right now, but yeah, I don't know. There is like something just in the air that is causing suffering, supreme suffering for us all. I think we're all going through it. Everyone I know is like exhausted and just like feeling like blah. And like our topics today are gonna reflect that a little bit just because like, let's talk about it. Like, why are we feeling like, why do we feel like shit? What what are the things that are making us feel like shit? Because if there's one thing I'm gonna do, it's uh. It's complain about feeling like shit and then try to figure out why it is. Um, And definitely been talking with my therapist a lot about that. Um, But this has been like kind of a fun week. I had my stand-up debut last weekend. It actually went pretty well. Like I was surprised. I was very nervous because there was a crowd of like 400 people. And I was like, oh, um, (laughs) okay. Um, And I did throw up before. Sorry, should I like trigger warning throw up? I know some people like really have issues with that. But I did... um, I did throw up before the performance, like minutes before, like the person who was before me was up and I like had to run to the bathroom. I puked and then I, uh, I went out on stage and I just did the damn thing, <laughs> even though I threw up and it actually went really well and it was fun. I don't know if I'll ever do it again. Like, I don't know that it's something I want to pursue, but it's nice to know that at the very least, it's something I can do. Like it's something I know how to do. Yeah, it was a fun weekend. Does anybody else feel like, like if I have more than one concrete plan for a weekend, like not just like, oh, I'll probably see some friends or like I'll do something. If I have like two like very like concrete, like we have reservations here, or like you have this show here, or like this is what we're doing. I get stressed out. I feel like I can't enjoy either of them full, or I have to like choose one to enjoy more fully because I'm always scared I won't like have enough energy to like enjoy the other thing I don't know so yeah this weekend was really fun but I I had a lot to do and then I was stressed about having stuff to do the whole weekend the weather has been like shit here in New York City but I saw there was like a heat wave in Los Angeles I don't know if uh if your weather is better than ours then I'm jealous but I also think it is about time to change over our wardrobes like I think that's what I'm gonna do on Saturday afternoon like I'm gonna switch over and put my spring clothes in because I'll be honest that always makes me feel like a little bit better like there's something about like my winter clothes are all kind of muted colors black and gray and brown and then my spring and summer clothes are very colorful and you know, bright and patterns and dresses and pastels. And like, that will just make me feel better to look into my closet and see pretty stuff because who among us doesn't feel a little bit better when they see pretty stuff? Oh, I embarrassed my, I I did embarrass the fuck out of myself. Like this was just like truly humiliating. I, (laughs) I have like a small, minuscule, harmless little crush on this guy that I met one time, right? Um, And he's a a friend of a friend, right? We follow each other on social. Before my stand-up debut, he he DM'd me and was like, hey, you know, good luck. I got so excited. And I said to the friend, that's the friend of the friend. Okay, wait, that doesn't make sense. Okay, I said to my friend, who is this guy's friend, who's the reason I know this guy, right? Are we following? I was like, oh my God, that guy that I have a crush on, um, DM'd me and he was like oh my god who and I like said the name and was like you know this guy and he's like oh yeah he's he's dating one of my like best friends 
after I had like boldly just been like, yeah, oh my God, I'm like literally in love with this guy. He DM'd me like whatever. I was so fucking embarrassed. I was like, oh, yeah, no, I, I didn't mean like I like like a crush on him. I just I was like, think he's very cool. You know, I've never obviously I didn't know he had a, a girlfriend. I would never I would, I would never really get it. It was just like, ta- like could not stop. Like, you know, when you're just so you feel like you've dug yourself in a hole. But instead of just like stepping out of the hole and being like, oh, oops, sorry. You like just keep digging yourself deeper into the hole. Like, I'm sure he knew that I didn't know that this guy had a girlfriend and he didn't think that I was like trying to disrupt this relationship. But instead, like my brain immediately went to like, you have to make sure he understands that like that's not what your intention was. And I just like kept talking. And it wasn't just in front of this guy, like my friend. It was in front of this, the entire room, like Everyone at this point was like watching me just be like, uh, like flailing. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> it really was so embarrassing. Um, ugh. But you know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. People should post their significant others on social media so that I don't embarrass myself in that way. Good thing I like never like I didn't I mean I didn't do any you know, I didn't like flirt with him at all or you know, you know, I don't know, do anything that would indicate that I was interested, but Jesus Christ, that was so fucking embarrassing. Even though like I'm never gonna post my boyfriend on social media, like I will post wedding pictures and that is it. Because I just it's so fucking embarrassing like posting somebody and then and then what? You break up and those pictures are just there, just taunting you, reminding you. It's bad enough that my fucking phone makes slideshows every goddamn day that was like, hey, here's all these friends you don't talk to anymore. Hey, here's you and your ex-boyfriend having a good time. Like, by the way, you're alone. Like, fuck you. And the music choice is always, like, depressing. It's like, no, I get it. Like, I, I get it, you know? Like, I understand. The the ex-friend slideshow is the best one. I had one the other day that was like, you and friend's name through the years. And it was like, oh, cool. Like, me and girl who was mean to me in college through the years. Like, so glad that I have a slideshow of that. Like, really needed that. That's really, that's really contributing to my life. And I feel like your iPhone knows. Like, I think it's being shady because I never get slideshows of me and like, I don't know, like me and Michaela or me and Claudia. Like, no, it's always like me and people I do not speak to anymore. Me and people I don't want to see slideshows of. Like, it knows. It has to know that, like, it's shady. Like, it's being shady. Siri's a real fucking bitch. (laughs) She is. I, speaking of, I can't get my phone to update, so I can't see the new emojis. And I'm very upset about that because there's one that looks like the face is like melting and that is my emotion right like this week is like the face that's just like kind of melting um but next week it's supposed to be when this episode comes out actually it's supposed to be like 72 degrees here so I will be frolicking in one of my spring outfits in my midi dress and I hope excuse me I hope you guys are also frolicking today um And I'm sorry if you, too, are also going through it a little bit. Because like I said, every single person I know is suffering. Very unclear why. But what are we going to talk about today? What are we chatting about? Yeah. So again, because I think we're all going through it, we're going to chat about two things that are a little more serious and one thing that's a little more fun. So one is feeling stagnant because I I have gotten a lot of DMs about that feeling. One is we're going to talk about feeling insecure about quote unquote growing up and not feeling fun anymore, which I think just happens to you at a certain age. And I think we should have a chat about it and what that means and whether it's real or whatever. And then let's talk about meeting your boyfriend's friends because I got um, a funny DM about that. And I was like, you know what? I have so much to say about this topic. And yeah, so if those things sound like what you need to hear this week um, or just sound interesting or fun to you, well, keep on listening. Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Um, So I love therapy. I have always been a huge advocate for therapy. I've been seeing my therapist for 
gosh, going on six years now. So she's basically like a homie, less of a therapist, more of a pal. Just kidding. She actually is really, really good at her job. And I have benefited immensely from therapy. I literally feel like I wouldn't be the woman that I am today if I didn't have therapy as a resource. I think it's so good to help you work through not only like your daily problems and, you know, your work issues or your friend issues, your relationship issues, but also like work through things that have been patterns in your life that maybe you've identified but don't really know how to fix or things like phobias, anxieties, things that you feel like you have a lack of control over. Therapy can be really helpful in making you feel like you do actually have control because you have more control than you think that you do but I know that it is not easy for everybody to access therapy and that's why I love today's sponsor BetterHelp because uh, I mean there are states in America even where there's like two therapists that take insurance you know like it's really really important to have access to mental health and not everybody does and BetterHelp makes it super super easy if you're thinking of starting therapy give it a try it is entirely online it's designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge so get it off your chest whatever it is with BetterHelp <laughs> visit betterhelp.com slash LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LND. There are some stories about my mom's life that I truly never get tired of hearing. From hilarious to heartfelt, tear-jerking to plot-twisting, her retelling of events always brings me joy. Just in time for Mother's Day, I found the perfect gift that captures all her stories for my family forever. It's called StoryWorth. StoryWorth helps you preserve precious memories and stories from your mother for years to come. Here's how it works. Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Like, how do you want to be remembered? Or, what was it like when you first learned how to ride a bike? StoryWorth makes the writing process a breeze. All your loved one needs to do is respond to that email with the story. Long or short, it doesn't matter. You'll be emailed a copy of your loved one's response as they're submitted over the course of the year. You'll get to enjoy their retelling of the stories you already knew or be surprised by stories you've never heard before. After a year of fun, StoryWorth compiles your loved one's stories and photos into a beautiful keepsake hardcover book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. I lost three of my four grandparents by the time I was six years old, so knowing that my future children and grandchildren would be able to get to know my parents on a personal level means everything to me. Families love StoryWorth. That's why it has more than 25,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot, with millions of stories preserved since they were founded over 10 years ago. Give all the moms in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash Ellie. That's storyworth.com slash Ellie to save $10 on your first purchase. All right. Hello. <laughs> so today is the 10th episode, actually, of this show. Very exciting. 10 episodes in and I'm still like, uh, like I still don't know how to do the transitions, even though I fully had another show for two years. And I was like, hello, shall we chat? Um, anyway, let's talk about feeling stagnant. Feeling stagnant, feeling stagnant, feeling stagnant. I feel like that is something that I've been hearing a lot lately from my friends. It's something that I have felt a lot, you know, in the last couple of years. I think it's I think it's almost borderline impossible to not feel that way um, in just like the time that we're living in right now. But I also think that like stagnancy is such a stressful feeling. That feeling of like I'm stuck, I'm not changing, I'm not growing, I'm not moving. Like there's nothing going on in my life. I feel stagnant. You feel like you're like rotting, but not in like I'm choosing to rot. You literally just feel like your life is moving around you, but you are stuck and 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 standing still. And it's I think one of the worst feelings. I think most of my anxiety comes from that feeling of stagnancy. Like for some reason, that lack of control where you feel like there's nothing I can do about the fact that like things are going on around me and I am not moving. I am not progressing. I am not changing, whatever. That's like so stressful. But I also think that that's the kind of, I'll say this, sometimes there are circumstances out of your control and you literally just are a little bit stuck. And radically accepting that and just being like, you know what, for this month, for this, you know, couple, this time period, whatever it is, I am a little bit stuck. 
and it sucks. But I just have to accept that because there's nothing I can do about it. There are circumstances that you cannot control. I was in a circumstance like that last year where I like it sucked. It sucked feeling like there was nothing I could do. But like I had to just radically accept it and be like, this is what it is. However, I think in a lot of circumstances, the feeling of stagnancy is coming from within and it's coming from comparison. You heard that um, statement that's like, statement, the quote, it's like, comparison is the thief of joy. When we are comparing ourselves to other people, it's it's, it's very difficult to look at your own accomplishments and what you're doing because you automatically think that you're inferior or you're not doing enough or, you know, whatever it might be. I mean, depending on how old you are, but I think this is particularly like a post-grad problem. Because, like, think about it this way. When you're in high school, when you're in college, everyone is sort of at the same level. Like, everyone is sort of doing the same things. Like, yes, people might be growing up a little faster or experiencing different things than you are or, you know, whatever it might be. But for the most part, you're all in the same spot. You're all doing the same thing. You're all moving towards the same end goal, the same goal post. And it's, I mean, you're still going to compare yourself to other people. Like, that's normal. But it doesn't feel as much like some people are sprinting to the finish line and you are, like, crawling back at the start. Um, Post-grad, I think that that's where this, like, feeling of stagnancy starts to really come in and fucking stress you out because all of a sudden you're looking at everyone else and thinking why is everyone but me apparently doing amazing like why am I the only person who's stuck here who hates their job or still lives at home or you know isn't in a a serious relationship or particularly as you get a little bit older I mean I'm 25 as much as I loathe to admit that (laughs) I'm 25 even though I still feel like I'm 23 because that's when the pandemic started so like I literally feel like those two years did not happen but yes I am 25 and I have a friend who is married I actually know a lot of people from college who are like married I know people in college who like are mothers like have children are buying houses I have friends who are really far along in their careers but I also have friends who are still living at home like when you're not all moving towards the same goalpost, it's really easy to look at other people and think that they're further ahead than you. But that's actually not really how life works. We're not all, kind of Hannah said this, Hannah Burton, when she was on the pod. But it's like, we are not all, um, like when you picture life, it's not like we're all in the same race, right? We're not all competing for the same you know, first place, second place, third place. This is not like the Olympic. I like am not an athlete, so I'm like, trying really hard to like visualize this. Okay, like when they're like doing the running stuff, you know, they're running and it's on the track. Yeah, so that's not what life is. Life is not a set track where everyone is running toward the exact same goal. It's more like we all are on our own tracks with our own goals and there's like no one else there. Your family and friends are like in the stands cheering you on, but you are just doing your own thing because you have your own end goals and your own, you know, hurdles and your own things that you have to get through that have absolutely nothing to do with what anybody else is doing. And one person's life and their choices, that's their life and their choices and has absolutely nothing to do with you and your path and your life and your choices and your issues and your hurdles and like the things that you're going to go through in life. Because, I mean, I look at, like, um, people I know from college who are, like, married, have a baby, are buying a house. (laughs) Maybe there's a little part of me that that makes me feel like, oh, my God, I'm so behind. I'm so behind. How, How is it that I am so behind that? Like, they are, like, they are really doing that. But when I think about it, like, what their path is, is, you know, on their track, that was an end goal for them. Like that was one of their finish lines is like, that's what they wanted to do. And they had a very direct path to that. If that's something that I want in the end, or like, if that's something I want to do at some point in my life, it's at a completely different point in my race, you know, because it's just like not what I'm doing right now. It's not what I'm focusing on right now. Um, And that's okay. Like we all have different goals and different goal posts and different like mile markers and things that like we're going towards. When I graduated college, I remember feeling horrible because 
oh, like I just felt horrible because I felt like everybody but me knew what they wanted to do with their lives. And meanwhile, I was like at my parents' house crying myself to sleep every night because I didn't know what I wanted to do. But then like my career progressed a lot faster than a lot of my friends did. And so did my life. Like I three months later, you know, I moved out and moved across the country and my career progressed really fast um, where a lot of my friends were like in grad school or they were um, still living at home or they were just in like entry level jobs where they just like weren't really sure if that's what they wanted to do. And I never once thought that like they were looking at me and thinking, I'm so behind, you know, I'm not doing well. But of course I do that. Like I look at people and I'm like, I'm (laughs) so behind what you're doing and who you are. Because like we just, we compare ourselves to each other. So like I said in the beginning, like it's entirely possible that you right now are in a circumstance where you, you, there's nothing you can do about the fact that you're a little stuck and a little stagnant. Those situations, they do happen and you just have to radically accept it as much as it sucks. But there's also a pretty good chance that you're not. If you're feeling stagnant, it's because you're comparing yourself to other people, but you don't know like what they're going through and you don't know whether they feel stagnant and stuck as well. Something that really helped me last year when I genuinely like was stuck and like couldn't do anything I wanted to do. Like I just basically had to sit at home all day, like fucking that blue. Um, What helped me was actually just writing down. This is going to sound so fucking cheesy, but just truly writing down like, what am I doing right now? Because I think it's really easy to be like, I'm not doing anything. I'm stuck. I'm stagnant. I'm not growing. But it's like, okay, well, here's an accomplishment that I have. Here are meetings that I have. Here are things that I'm setting up for the future. Um, Or I'm saving money. Or, you know, I've, I've met this person who's really great. Or I'm learning this about myself in therapy. Like, any accomplishment, big or small, like, that is an important accomplishment. And just reading that might make you feel a little bit better. Honestly, every time I get my period, I still feel this way. Even though, objectively speaking, I'm doing a lot of shit. And I'm not stagnant. I'm growing every day, you know, like I'm growing in my career and my personal relationships and my relationship to myself. Like I am growing, but every, but seriously, I, I look at other people or I, I just get in like a rabbit hole in my own head where I'm like, I am, I'm failing. I suck. I'm stuck. I'm not doing enough. That feeling of not doing enough, like where the fuck is that coming from? Actually, I do think it's partially because we live in such a girl boss hustle culture society where it's like you need to have like five side hustles and like you need to do it all. And it's like, maybe I'm doing enough. Like, maybe it's enough. And I also think like maybe you feel stagnant because there are things we are told are supposed to fulfill us, but we're not actually having the conversation with ourselves and saying, what what is success to me what is fulfillment to me okay I sound like an English teacher talking about death of a salesman but really like I think there are societal values that like are imposed on us of like what does success look like what does fulfillment and happiness look like um when really like in order to find fulfillment, success, and happiness, you have to talk to yourself and say, what are my values? What do I care about? And what do these things look like to me? What are my goals? Completely not thinking about what anybody else is doing or anybody else's goals. What do I want? What is exciting to me? What would I be proud of myself for doing and achieving? And I think writing those things down and really just like having that conversation with yourself, go on a flirty little walk, And just think about that. What are the things that I care about? What are my values? What is success to me? What is achievement to me? What's a reasonable goal that I can achieve that I will be proud of myself for, that my family and friends will be proud of me for because I'm proud of myself and will make me feel a little less stagnant, a little less stuck. I think it it helped me a lot when I genuinely like could not do anything. Um, and it still helps me to this day when I have a lot more agency. So um, I just, I, I really recommend having that conversation and figuring out what what's important to you when you're still like pretty young. I mean, we're young, right? If you're, especially if you're like still in college or you just graduated, no matter what, like you're never too old to figure out what your values are and what is important to you I mean value work is something I've done a lot in therapy because part of feeling lost is like just feeling like 
lost within yourself, like not knowing who you are. And so figuring out what's important to you, figuring out your values, you can Google like values wheel. These are like tools that therapists use to try and help you figure out what you care about, like values wheel, like list of values, and just like figuring out like what is important to me? What is my priority? And it'll help you on your path to like, I don't know, just finding acceptance in, again, your path, like what you are doing instead of comparing yourself to other people because you know what you care about and what somebody else cares about has fucking not shit to do with you. That ended up way more inspirational than I was going for. I mean, not that I was going for. I like making people feel better, but I also was like um, feeling more complaining about it before I actually started talking about it. But I think like from time to time, we literally all feel this way. We do. We just we just do particularly post-grad. I just think that it is something not addressed very much. But it's because like, I don't know, like in college, high school, whatever, you're kind of told what success looks like. Get an A on this paper. Get an A on this test. Get a high GPA, you know. Get into this college, you know, do, you know, uh, do really well in this extracurricular thing. You are like given these metrics for success that are really easy to understand. You're literally given rubrics. You're being told this is what we are looking for. And then you're thrown into the adult world and you have to figure out for yourself what achievement and success and what your goals are and what your rubric for life looks like. And nobody tells you how to do that. And it's hard. Like, I'm not like it is really hard, but like no one ever teaches you how to do it. Um, And so it is something that I've had to talk about a lot in therapy of being like, I don't fucking know what I care about, what I want. Like, I don't even know who I am. Like, (laughs) um, So, yeah, the values wheel or like list of values. That's a great place to start if you're feeling like really lost um, and a little stagnant. But I hope you're feeling okay. I know how hard that can be. Like, I totally know that feeling. It fucking blows. And I still get it all the time. Um. But just remember, comparison is the thief of joy. You are on your own little path. You're doing a great job. You are. You are doing a a great fucking job. You're doing a good job just by, like, waking up every day and trying. You are. And I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I don't know who needs to hear this, but I'm proud of you. Um, And let's actually get into our next topic because I think it it, it is sort of similar where it's something that I think post-grad becomes a big fucking problem and people don't talk about it that much. Let's talk about feeling insecure about growing up and quote-unquote not feeling fun anymore. Okay, this topic... Look at me. I know you've had a conversation like this before. I know even if it's just in your own head, I know you've thought about this. The fear that you are growing up and you're not quote unquote fun anymore. (laughs) I have so much to say about this, but I'm going to start by saying what the fuck does fun even mean? Like, what is your definition of fun? Because I know for myself, when I like was scared of this and like had issues about this, it was because I was comparing like grown-up adult me with the job and responsibilities and bills to pay to 19-year-old me in college whose like entire job was just like partying. Like I, (laughs) I'm again, okay, this is a big episode for me saying I'm 25, but I am. I'm 25 years old, which is very young. It's very, very young. But also I cannot fucking drink like I could in college. I don't think Anybody can still do Honestly, if you can still drink as an adult the way that you could drink in college, you're very impressive and maybe get some help. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But like, seriously, I can't drink like that anymore. I can't because I get hangovers and my body's like, um, <laughs> sweaty, you thought? No. Like, I will wake up thinking that death has come for me if I have more than like four drinks especially if I have like sugar I can't drink any like a vodka lemonade which used to be my go-to drink in college if I drink that like I'll die like do you understand like like I don't even mean that hyperbolically like I literally mean like that will be it for me you will never hear from me again because like that kind of sugar like for whatever reason sugar plus alcohol my body's like (laughs) no um I have to drink fucking vodka waters so I don't feel like I'm gonna die. Now, actually, now I drink gin and water because I like the taste of gin better than I like the taste of vodka. Vodka just tastes like rubbing alcohol. Gin at least has a little bit of 
I don't know. It's got some flavor. The juniper berry. I think it's tasty, especially Hendrix because it's like cucumber gin. And y'all know I love cucumbers. Um, not to like make this a conversation about alcohol, but like I do. I, anyway, I have to drink gin and waters because like I literally will die if I drink anything else. And I can only have max three drinks. Like if I'm having three drinks, oh, we're having a night, baby. Like, and that's okay. That's okay. My definition of like a wild night out has completely changed from when I was in college, from when I was like 22 um, to even like last year, you know. Fun is about your own definition of fun. I think this something happens when you turn like I'll say 23 because I have a lot of friends right now who are 23 and have been having this conversation with me. And I'm like, yeah, I remember feeling that way like two years ago. That feeling of like, okay, some of the stuff that I liked to do when I like first turned 21 is not appealing to me anymore. But I'm scared that, you know, I'm being lame if I don't want to go to like a really shitty club or if I don't want to stay out until four in the morning every weekend or you know I don't want to do shots and black out all the time like am I being lame am I quote wasting my youth like what if I don't want to drink at all like is that weird what if I prefer to just like have dinner and drinks with friends and like go home at midnight like am I uncool am I lame am I weird is that bad is there something wrong with me Babes, whatever sounds fun to you, that is what fun is. If fun is playing board games on a Wednesday night with your friends every week, first of all, that is fun. But second of all, then that's your definition of fun. There is no reason that fun needs to be like a universal thing. Like everybody has their own definition of fun. And there are people who are like in their late 30s who are still like, yes, my definition of fun is going clubbing every weekend. That's fun to me. And I'm like, you know what? Fucking that's awesome. If that is what's fun to you, keep keep doing that. That is not fun to me. And so I don't do it. Like why put yourself in a position where you're not having fun in the pursuit of fun. Like there are things that are just like not going to be fun to you. And I don't understand like why we are putting ourselves in position. Actually, I do understand why we put ourselves in that position. But it's like, don't force yourself to do something that you objectively know sounds like a fucking misery just because like you think it's what you're supposed to do at your age or like to have fun. Like I was actually having this conversation with a friend who is 23, which I'm telling you, this is like the age that you start feeling this way. And she was talking to me and she was like, I think I really don't like drinking. I don't like alcohol. I don't like feeling drunk, but I always drink because it's just like what you do. Like I always drink to get drunk. I don't drink because like I like it. I drink because I feel like, you know, it's a weekend and that's what I'm supposed to do. And I kind of want to do like a dry you know, month or like damp, like only have like one glass of wine with dinner or something. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And she was like, oh, oh, like she expected it to be like this whole conversation. But like, if alcohol does not sound fun to you, then like, why, why do it? Like, why drink? There, there really is just no reason to put yourself in a position where you're not having fun when like there is so few things that are fucking fun when you're an adult, okay? There's a lot of stuff about adult life that is zero fun, no fun, not fun at all. So why would you also, with your limited free time, do things that are not enjoyable to you? Why? What's the fucking, what is the point? Um, she also expressed kind of a fear of like her friends peer pressuring her or thinking it was weird that she wasn't drinking, which I do understand because we America, for whatever reason, is like so alcohol forward. And like, I'm not saying this to be like on a high horse because like, I mean, come on, like I, I like alcohol, but like every activity, it, it, it is very much like a cultural thing to be like, oh, why are you not drinking? It's like, I don't know. I didn't feel like drinking tonight. Like wasn't my, wasn't my vibe tonight. Um, but it's almost like weird if you don't drink. And she was kind of telling me about that. And I was like, yeah, no, totally. But also, do you know, do your thing. You know, like nobody, it's not anybody else's body but yours. If you do not want to put alcohol into it, then fucking don't. That's not you being not fun. Because fun doesn't mean being blackout drunk 
you know, like fun means whatever you think fun is. And you don't need to feel guilty about wanting to like try different things. Like 2022, I decided was the year of doing activities because I was just like sick of the same shit. Like I was sick of going to the same bars with the same people and doing the same thing every weekend. Like I want to do interesting stuff. And I think that that actually does happen more as you get older. Like, you know, we've been doing activities, we karaoke and bowling and pottery painting and like just like silly stuff on the weekends oh my god when me and Gina did the tour bus that was so fucking fun like that was one of the most fun things I've ever done in my life and partly because it was just different and it was something new and I think like 21 year old me would have been like first of all probably would not have thought that was fun um but then also I would have been like well that is that lame is that not cool like if we're not like you know going partying or whatever like no it's like (laughs) do whatever the fuck you want to do but I understand that fear. I think that fear of like, oh, I'm not fun. I can't, I can't day drink and then rally into the night anymore. It's like, yeah, you're also not 19 anymore. You know, <laughs> like, that's okay. That's okay. One of my favorite things in the entire world is to day drink and then go home, eat a gigantic meal and go the fuck to sleep. To me, that is one of the most fun things in the world. A perfect day, if you will. And that's okay. Like, there's no such thing as lame. Unless, like, if you have friends telling you that you're lame, then they're not good friends. Like, what? Like, why are you holding on to some definition of fun that does not serve you? There are so many things you can do that are fun, but I think it it is genuinely difficult to come to that like mindset because everything in the world is telling you that like, no, you have to subscribe to this ideal of fun. And also FOMO is a very strong thing. And also I think for young women, saying no or even just expressing what you want can be so hard. It's like you, um, is that that like, I think it was a study or a story. I don't remember what, what exactly it was, but it was basically like, I'm pretty sure it was like, this mom of a she had a boy and she had a she had a girl so when the boy's friends were over she would come in and be like does anyone want a snack and every boy would be like yeah I, don't, I want one I want one I want one whatever like not shy about saying what they wanted and then when she would have the girls over like with her with her daughter um she'd be like does anyone want a snack and everyone would kind of look around and be like, well, I would have a snack if you had a snack, you know, like kind of trying to see if anybody, you know, else wanted one. Um, and if no one said anything, it'd be like, oh, no, thank you. We're OK, even though they probably wanted a fucking snack. That might have been an Untamed. I don't know. Yeah, it might have been an Untamed um, by Glennon Doyle. But it's like that thing where like we just like have a really hard time unless the entire group has a consensus of just saying what we want. Like, you know, when you're out on a night out and you want to go the fuck home, but you feel like you can't go home unless you get like permission or if like somebody else goes home. Um, and so you kind of like go around to people at the the bar, or the party or wherever you are. And you're like, oh, I'm kind of tired or like, this uh, yeah, I'm not really having fun anymore. Like, are you going to get another drink? Or like, you know, and like you do that thing where you're like not asking the question and you're not actually saying what you want. You're just trying to gauge if somebody else is also feeling like, yeah, I think it's time to go home. And the second somebody gives you the slightest hint, you're like, oh, thank God. Oh, my God. Yeah, I want to go home. I want to go home. Like, why do we do that? Like, what is that? Why can't we just say what we want? And I think that that is a big part of that like fear of growing up and not feeling fun because it's like you think that nobody else but you is feeling that way because we're so scared to voice what we really want and what we really care about because we want the entire group to agree with us. And we, you just have to, you just have to get past that feeling. Like you just have to swallow that fucking feeling and be like, no, I'm going to talk about what it is that I want because you know what? There's a good chance if you're like, I'd really love to just like get a group dinner. Like let's like go to dinner somewhere really cool and get like really yummy cocktails. Like let's do that one night. I 100% guarantee your friends would just be like, oh my God, yeah, yes, let's do that. Because they want to do different stuff just as much as you do. Like they want to break out of the routine just as much as you do. And they're scared to say it because they don't want to be the person who's being called not fun. Even though like that is fun. That's so fun. So if you are feeling this way, I mean, just 
you have to give yourself the ability to be like expressing what you actually want because you don't lose anything by that and also like learning how to just say like (laughs) I'm I'm good I'm good no I'm gonna stay home or you know I'm doing this setting those boundaries for yourself and being like I know what I like doing what I want to do if that is the plan for tonight that's fine I'm gonna hang out with other people or you know what I'm really tired tonight and I think I'm actually just gonna stay home like I think it can be very intimidating at first because you're like what if everyone is mad at me for setting this boundary but it's like who the fuck (laughs) no one is gonna get mad at you because you want to stay in one night and actually if somebody is mad at you for staying in one night they're probably not a good friend I mean that from the bottom of my heart having had friends like that but I really mastered the art of being like, I know when the fuck it's time to go. Like, I know when I am done, when my social battery is depleted. I know when I will be a misery to be around and I'm going to take my ass home. Um, and it took a lot of practice of, of just being like, hey, I'm going to go because people will be like, no, like you can't, you can't leave. And it's like, yeah, no, I'm tired. Sorry. Or I, I got some shit to do tomorrow. I got to go. Like just saying, you know what, I'm going to go home. That is an art to master as well. I was um, I was out with some people, it was a couple weeks ago, I guess. Um, and it was just one of those nights where I was like not feeling it. Like I was like not in the mood. My social battery was zero. But my friend was in from out of town and I really wanted to see him. So, you know, we went out and we met up with this guy at this like actually horrible bar. And we were like talking to him. And it was really good to see him. But I was like, okay, after this, like, I'm, I'm going to go home because I like am so such a misery right now. Um, and so when we went downstairs, because they were going to go to like another club, they were like going to go to a club after and I was like, <laughs> no, thank you. That's not for me. Um, and so I was like, yeah, I'm going to go home. And I went around and like, you know, I hugged everybody. And he was like, you're going home? And I was like, yeah. He's like, you're so fucking lame. I'm mad at you. And I just, to his face, was like, I don't care at all. Good night. Like, <laughs> because I know, I know what I want to do. And it's not fucking that. And as much as I love my friends, and I do, like, I love myself more. And what's fun to me is what's fun to me. And I'm going to stick with that. So if you're concerned if you're worried or feeling insecure that like you are not fun anymore you are fun you are very fun you are still fun it's just that like your definition of fun might shift a little bit because you're growing up like I don't know I think that that's just like a normal thing like you're not lame you're not like you know boring you're just like you're gonna have different interests you have different interests in college than you did in high school you had different interests in high school than you did when you were six years old or whatever you're not still playing Barbies on the floor, you know? I mean, maybe you are. I don't know. I think I would, honestly, if somebody gave me a Barbie right now, I'd be like, hell yeah, just because I think life is fucking boring right now and I'm willing to try anything. But, like, you're not doing the same shit you did when you were a kid or in high school or in college. And that's okay because we grow and we change as we get older. Like, that just is normal. Actually, if you're doing the same shit and you're still interested in every single thing you still were interested in, And it's not to say like you can't be interested in things that you were interested in as a kid or you can't find things fun that you found fun as a kid. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying like if you're not growing and changing over the years, if you're not having those growing pains of like, am I like, I just don't, I'm not interested in that anymore or that doesn't sound fun to me anymore. Like then you're probably not growing the way that you should be growing. But at the same time, like people are going to find different things fun and that's you know, that's their thing. You'll find your thing that you love doing and like stick with that and don't worry about what other people think. This is the episode of not fucking worrying about what other people think because you are in your own lane. You are flourishing. You are doing your own thing. You're not even in your own lane. You're in your your own race towards your own goals and whatever you want to do, that's what you're going to do. Like you just have to be a little bit selfish. I know it's really hard to be selfish and express what it is that you want, but like that's what we have to do to be happy because if you're living your life trying to like meet society's ideals of what's cool successful what's fun you know you're gonna be fucking miserable probably because you're not listening to your body and your brain and yourself so I I didn't mean to yell at you but like you know listen to yourself if yourself is telling you hey that thing that we keep doing every weekend is not fun to me 
(laughs) then you should listen to that because you will save yourself a lot of misery in the long run if you just start saying no to things that don't interest you. Though I'm one to talk because I'm such a people pleaser, but like still, if there's one thing your girl does, I do not let myself be in situations where I'm not having fun. (laughs) So I hope we're feeling a little bit better. I mean, overall, the message is like, you're fine. You are not like lame or not fun. You're fine. You are totally fine. Um, And it's going to be okay. And you'll figure it out more and more as you get older. Like you don't need to know everything at 23 or however old you are. You never do. We figure more about life. We figure out more about life every single day. I'm sure I'm going to look back on this episode in two years and be like, what the fuck was I talking about? (laughs) oh I didn't really I did not have it figured out the way I thought I did I mean you never know it's because like you grow you grow you get older you change like it's all good it's all normal you're doing fine all right let's get into our final topic which is meeting your boyfriend's friends okay oh my god I'm so hungry (laughs) I'm so hungry. Sometimes the only way I can get myself to do things when I'm like procrastinating is be like, this is going to sound really fucked up, but I I don't mean it in like a fucked up way. So, but if you are like prone to like EDs or anything like that, this is like a little trigger warning just, just in case. I don't know if it is, but just in case. Sometimes if I like have a task I really need to accomplish, but I've been putting off like even like like cleaning or work or anything like that, I'll be like, you are not allowed to eat lunch until you do this. Like you are not allowed to eat lunch until you have finished the task because I am very food motivated. I love to eat. And so that has been uh, a really good way to get me to do shit my entire life because I'm like, okay, if I want to sit down and eat this crusty, delicious sandwich that I have been dreaming. Oh my God, my mouth is watering. That I've been dreaming about all day. I better get my fucking shit together and do my tasks. So today my task was recording because I don't know. I was really putting it off this week. I was just being lazy. I think I just I don't know. I was like I have I don't know. <laughs> I was feeling lazy this week. Um, and I was finally just like, okay, girl, you have to do it. You have to do it. <laughs> it's Friday. You have to do it. You've been putting this off all week. You have to record. Um, so until you do that no sandwich, no chips, no delicious lunch for you. Anyway, luckily we are doing great, almost done. No. Anyway, let's talk about meeting your boyfriend's friends. Um, there's a lot of like, um, I feel like people are very scared in this scenario of like, you know, you're dating somebody, you haven't really met like their whole friend group yet. Um, It's very intimidating to be like the only girl in a room full of guys. And I think that that's like a completely normal fear. But hear me out. I think there is almost nothing better than when you're in a relationship and you're kind of like meeting their friends because it is so refreshing to be in a room full of men who aren't just no one is trying to fuck you except for the person you want to fuck you like nobody is gonna hit on you nobody is gonna look at you as like an object probably unless they're like bad friends but like no one is gonna make you feel like I don't know like hit like yeah no one's gonna hit on you like you are not a sexual object you are just a person and I'm sorry like as women you just don't experience that very often when you're in a room full of men like I I mean that like you know as nicely as I can but it's just true and I I find it really fun like something I really have enjoyed about being in relationships is being able to meet my boyfriend's friends and be like I am literally not an I am just a person to you that is amazing that's amazing like it just takes so much pressure off you when you're not feeling like you're fending off attacks the entire time Um, But let's like break this down a little bit. So you're meeting your boyfriend's friends. I think that there is, I have said, I think so many times this episode, holy shit. Okay. In my experience, there we go. There's a feeling of like, okay, I have to be the coolest person ever. They all need to love me, be obsessed with me. All right. Listen, listen, baby. That's not true. They do not need to love you or be obsessed with you. The only thing that they need, like, take that pressure off yourself. The only thing is, like, you want them to, like, not actively dislike you. Not actively work against you and tell your boyfriend, like, I didn't like her. That is all. That's it. 
I think sometimes you get so scared and like obsessed and wrapped up in that idea of like I have to be like the perfect cool girlfriend like I have to be like that fucking one of the boys like that girl and it's like okay maybe that's your personality and if so go for that but if not like you're late then don't then just don't like the best thing you can do in a scenario like that is just be yourself because your boyfriend likes you for who you are so why shouldn't his friends also it's like I think I say this a lot but you are super awesome and you know that you know you have all these incredible qualities you know that you're an amazing friend to have and anyone would be lucky to like know you and have you in their life so why are these guys any different like they don't need to like love you and be obsessed with you but like they're gonna like you if you're just yourself because your boyfriend likes you so why shouldn't they you know like (laughs) there's there's they're rooting to like you I guess like you're not working against the room probably you're not in a situation where everyone there like is prone to dislike you they want to like you all you have to do is just like be you because you're great obviously you're great um you don't need to try so hard to be like a cool girl that watches football and drinks beer unless that's who you are and then fucking do that because that's you being you if that's not you like me I am so fucking prissy like I really am like I am I am very much like a a girly girl like I'm a very feminine girly girl like that's just who I am I can't pretend to be not that because it comes off disingenuous and it comes off like not good like it comes off like not like not somebody you want to know because that's not who I am if that's who you are like go for that and do that because like it's gonna be genuine it's gonna be authentic it's gonna be you and like you know you're fucking likable like you as you have made plenty of friends what are these guys gonna be any different plus they're they're dudes like they're very simple buy them around you know buy them some beers you know don't like try too hard to be like buddy buddy fit in with everyone it's like just like be a normal person I know you can do that. Come on. You're very cool. You're very normal. But like you don't need to worry too much because again, you don't like need these guys to like be your BFFFFFF, you know? They just need to like not dislike you. That's easy. You can do that. You can so do that. That's almost like you're meeting coworkers. Like you have to coexist. <laughs> Some of them you're going to get along with better than others, but like all you need to do is like not actively hate each other. <laughs> like that's easy. No pressure. You can do that. But I also think that it, it, like I said in the beginning, it's so fun, so enjoyable to be like, oh, like no one here is going to hit on me. Like, that's fun. I always liked asking my, my ex-boyfriend's friends about like their love lives that there's like almost nothing more fun to me because also that's like authentic to who I am. Like I am the person that like wants you to talk about your feelings. Like that's the kind of friend that I am. And fun fact boys want to talk about their feelings like men want to talk about their feelings it's just that because of the way society is set up they're not given a lot of opportunities to do that um I think we've made some strides towards like the boys being able to talk to each other about how they feel but still like it's they're just not gonna do that as often with their guy friends and like I really love being like so like tell me like what's going on with your love life or like are you dating or what's going on and I I'm telling you they love it they love just being like oh uh actually like this is what's going on and like this girl and blah 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 like they want to talk about it they sometimes just feel like they can't talk about it with their guy friends you know or they'll get like roasted or whatever and that was always my approach and my experience was like just like try to have like a one-on-one connection with a couple of them and just like be like a normal likable affable person which I am but like who you are like what your personality is how you interact with your friends like just truly just do that because I think sometimes you like we try so hard like we want to be liked so bad I understand that I like totally need everyone to be obsessed with me all the time because I'm a people pleaser and that just is who I am but like just like be you and that is enough because again your boyfriend likes you your boyfriend loves you he likes who you are and your personality and you know his friends probably will too just because of that like friends want to see friends be happy right I know it's kind of ironic because last episode we were talking about hating your best friend's boyfriend but I think that is kind of (laughs) that's a different situation I'm sorry like in heterosexual relationships 
meeting your um, girlfriend's friends is just different from meeting your boyfriend's friends because meeting your girlfriend's friends, you are working against the room a little bit. Like there is like a predisposition to be a little bit suspicious. Like, all right, let's uh, let's suss this guy out. See if he's good enough versus I think like when you meet your boyfriend's friends, men are more likely to like assume you're fine. And if as long as you give them no reason to be like, fuck this girl, which like, why would they? Like, you're awesome. Um, then you'll be fine. Um, so I, I, I completely feel like why you would be intimidated or nervous. I was definitely nervous every time I had to do it. But like, come on, you're cool. You're the best. You're so fun. Um, there's no reason that anybody is going to not like you. Like there's truly, like, I cannot think of a single reason, like, unless you just like, I don't even know, unless you're mean to every single person at the table and you're like, fuck you. I hate you all. Like, there's no reason they're going to not like you because you're the best. And I'm not just saying that. I mean, I think it's very, like, as long as you're being you and like, not, being like twitchy and nervous and awkward which like I totally get if you are but even if you are it's like oh you're just a little shy or you're like a little nervous I think they'll understand that too but like just like take the pressure off yourself a little bit because they want to like you and you as you that's enough and you're gonna be fine again buy him around buy him some wings or something like just like show you know do something to show that like you you're like almost like a peace offering almost like a you know when you go to a a housewarming party and you just bring a bottle of wine it's kind of like that it's kind of just like a show of respect of like I want you guys like I want to be respectful to you guys I want you guys to like me um and truly that's enough like what are they you know they're not god bless them but men are not discerning creatures you know like (laughs) they're not gonna pick you apart as much as you think that they are they they just won't like they want to like you and there's no reason that they won't And honestly, it can be really, really fun. It can be fun, again, because you're just in a situation where, like, you get to hang out with men without the fear of being hit on, (laughs) without the fear of that friendship turning into something that you're like, oh, fuck, now I have to reject this guy, you know, which can be pretty rare, to be honest, um, as, you know, as a straight woman. I'm not, again, not to say that men and women can't be friends, but, like, there always is that little bit of fear in your heart where it's like, oh, God, what if, what if? What if he's into me or what if he tells me or what if he tries to hook up with me or, you know, hits on me or like, what do I do? You know, like there's that fear. And in this scenario, like that's obviously not going to happen unless your boyfriend has really shitty friends. Um, And it can be really fun because I like boys. Like I like men. I like hanging out with the guys when there's no pressure of that whole scenario. Like they can be really cute and fun. Um, You just have to kind of, oh my God, my stomach just made the craziest noise. I hope you didn't hear that. Um. But yeah, no, there's nothing to be nervous about. I completely understand if you are nervous or why you would be nervous. But truly, like, nothing to be scared about. Just be yourself. Be your fantastic, outgoing, interesting, smart, funny, cool self, which you are. And you're going to be just fine. I promise. I really, I promise. And I wouldn't promise if I didn't mean it. And besties, I think that that is about all, about all we got here. Let's have a song of the week. Oh my god, the DMs that I've been getting about <laughs> not not putting the um the playlist out. I'm so sorry. I really am a bad mom. I will put the um I'll put the playlist out this week. I promise. I promise. I promise. And again, I wouldn't promise if I didn't mean it. So, okay, this maybe is a little bit cheesy. I, people have strong feelings about this band, but I just really like this song. I know it's like campy or whatever, but like I just like it and I think it fits for the week that we're having. So this song is Way Less Sad by AJR. Again, I know people have feelings about it, but I think it's a really good song and it makes me feel better. It does. It just makes me feel a little bit better. It's like, you know what? I'm not doing great, but I'm fine. I'm way less sad. I'm doing a little bit better. If you haven't heard it, go listen to it. I think it might like pep your day up, but... If you don't like this song, I totally get it. But, like, I like it. And it's my fucking podcast. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, I really need to eat something. I love you guys very, very much. 
thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all your support. I can't believe 10 episodes have already gone by. I really, really appreciate you guys so much. Um, any questions, comments, thoughts, feelings, concerns, would you rather fuck Mary Kills, whatever you want to say, you can send to my DMs um, on Instagram. It's Ellie underscore Schnitt or Twitter, Holy underscore Schnitt. If you like Taylor Swift, you can listen to my Taylor Swift podcast. It's also a live show every Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific on Spotify Greenroom. And also repurpose as a podcast that comes out every Thursday um, on Spotify. If you just search Taylor Talk, you'll find it. Thank you again for listening. Thank you so much for all your support. Thank you for clicking on those or using my links for the ads I've been doing. That like you have no idea. That helps me so much. I appreciate you so much. Um, I love you. I hope you have the best week. I hope it's a good one. I hope that it gets better if you're going through it like everyone seems to be. I hope it gets better. Yeah, I love you guys so, so, so much. As always, have a good day. Have a good night. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope it's a good one. And I will catch you on next one. <laughs> Bye. Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. <laughs> Visit BetterHelp.com slash LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-N-D.